الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى We're going to carry on المدخل إلى علوم القرآن الكريم the introduction that we were doing to the science of Qur'an إلى علوم القرآن So we were doing المدخل إلى علوم القرآن الكريم an introduction to the science of the Qur'an Okay Today we mentioned last First week, four weeks ago, we spoke about the ulum al-Qur'an is the science of the Qur'an. That's what we said. We said ulum al-Qur'an. And we said many things fall under that. Okay, we said many things fall under it. One of the things that fall under the ulum al-Qur'an, okay, is asbab al-nuzul. Asbab al-Nuzul. Asbab al-Nuzul means the reason of revelation. Asbab is reason and Nuzul is revelation. Is it? It's R-A, right? Or R-E? R-E-V? Okay, I was right the first time. Is it like that? So revelation, reason of revelation. Asbab is the singular is sabab. Sabab, and asbab is the plural. Okay, the scholars they gave importance to this subject. Okay, we'll speak about why. But the scholars, they gave a lot of importance to the discussion of this science. Asbab al-Nuzul. If you look at the Salaf, they either authored particular books on it, just this topic alone. And some, what they did was, they mentioned it in their books of Ulum al-Quran. For example, the scholars that wrote on it is Ali al-Madini. Who's the Sheikh of who? Al-Imam al-Bukhari. Ali, Ali ibn al-Madini. He's the teacher of who? He's the teacher of Al-Imam al-Bukhari. And Ali ibn al-Madini is the man that Bukhari said, Mastasgartu nafsi. I never belittled myself in the presence of anybody except in the presence of Ali ibn al-Madini. Bukhari said this. Like I felt small when I sat in front of him because of his knowledge and his understanding. Imagine Bukhari saying that to somebody. Are you with me, brothers? Bukhari was one person who all of his teachers, they feared him when he came into the classroom. His teachers were scared. When he came into the classroom, they were scared to do mistakes. And some of the a'imma, when Bukhari would walk in and they would see him, they would open their notes and they would not read from their memory. They would stop. Because he used to do istidrakat and ta'qibat on the teachers. He would correct them. He said, Sheikh, you know, this is what's wrong. 
some of them he took them back to their he took them back to their reference points he goes go look at your notes they went and they saw it they were like you're right we're wrong and they said that he did not reach the t- age of 10 he was 8 and 9 at this time rahimahullah him saying that I was scared of Ali ibn al-Madini when I walked in I was small in his presence so he's a great imam right he's a great imam Ali ibn al-Madini wrote a book on Asbab al-Nuzul there's reasons of revelation this shows you how serious the topic is also al-imam al-wahidi al-imam Al-Imam Al-Wahidi, rahimahullah, he has a book on Asbab Al-Nuzul. He wrote a book on it. Um, it's also present and it's Al-Imam Ibn Hajar. Uh, Al-Imam uh, Ibn Hajar. Um, he wrote a book on it. Al-Imam Azar Kashi. Al-Imam Azar Kashi. Uh, Al-Imam Al-Suyuti. Even at that time, at this time, Al-Imam, um, Al-Imam Ibn Muqbil, Al-Imam, Muqbil, sorry, Al-Imam Muqbil Ibn Hadi, Al-Wadi'i. Al-Imam Muqbil, rahimahullah, he also wrote a book on Asbab al-Nuzul. So scholars gave it time. This topic of reason uh, of the Quran and why and how, in what context did this come down? So we have these scholars, Ali, uh, Ali ibn al-Madini, ibn al-Madini, just write the word ibn there, al-Imam al-Wahidi, al-Imam ibn Hajar, al-As, qalani al-Imam Zarkashi, Al-Imam Al-Suyuti Al-Imam Muqbil Ibn Hadi Al-Wadi'i These scholars all wrote it and they wrote it because of the fact that they saw it to be very important Are you with me brothers? Now I'm going to speak about the second point which is the types of Asbab Al-Nuzul The types of what? I'm going to speak about Al-Quran Min Haythu Asbab Al-Nuzul Qisman The Quran in terms of Asbab al-Nuzul. So here, the Quran in terms of reason of revelation. The Quran in terms of reason of revelation. The scholars they divided into two kisman, two types. Number one. So when we look at the Quran in terms of revelation. 
We have places in the Quran that doesn't have no reason. There's no reason or revelation. It came down, but there's no reason behind it that we know, of course. And the second one is Ma Lahu Ma Lahu Sabab. Ma Lahu Sabab means that which has reason in why it came down. Okay? That which has a reason of why it came down. Um, what does Sabab Nuzul actually mean? I'm just going to take the loosest translation, inshallah. What does Sabab Sabab Nuzul mean? Asbab Nuzul. It means Ma Nazala, that which came down. It means Ma Nazala, that which came down. Min al Qurani from the Quran. It's anything that came down in the Quran. It's anything that came down regarding its Quran when it happened. So it means anything that came down from the Quran when an incident happened something happened and a verse comes down in relation to this it's manazala Quran that which Quran came down when it happened okay as we all know this Quran has solved every problem there is there is not a problem that we have except the Quran has a solution for it and there is not an issue that we need guidance in except the Quran guides us. In the Quran, this Quran is going to guide us to the best of affairs. Sabab Nuzul, that's what it does. What does the Sabab Nuzul do? Whichever situation that we're in, it will guide us to the best. So let me repeat what I just said. I mentioned number one, this science of Asbab Nuzul is a very important science. Scholars have written books in it. Who are the scholars that have written books in it? Ali ibn al-Madini rahimahullah. Al-Imam al-Wahidi rahimahullah. Al-Imam ibn Hajar al-Asqalani rahimahullah. Al-Imam al-Zarqashi rahimahullah. And Al-Imam Jalaluddin al-Suyuti rahimahullah. And Al-Imam Muqbil ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i rahimahullah. These scholars, they went out of their way and they wrote books in this field. And what does this show? The seriousness of it and how important it is. We spoke about that. The second point that I spoke about is when we look at the Quran, in to, in, when we read the Quran in terms of Sabab Nuzul, it's two types. That which has no reason. Or we don't know the reason for it. Okay? And the second one is that which has a reason why it came down, which we know. Are you with me, brothers? I mentioned that. Then I said, what does Sabab Nuzul mean? What is the meaning of a Sabab Nuzul? Sabab Nuzul is whatever comes down 
Okay, whatever comes down at a particular time due to an event. Okay, due to an event. Now we're going to move on to um, examples of sabab nuzul. Examples of what? Examples of sabab nuzul. The first example, amthila. Ghazwa to Badr. The battle of what? The battle of Badr. The battle of Badr, Sahaba to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi they were little in number. The scholars, some scholars, they say they were 313 up to 319. That's the view. That's how much the companions were. Okay? And they're fighting an army of a thousand. Okay? Pay attention. The Sahabas, they win this battle. Even that they are little in number. Allah says, Allah gave you victory in this battle, even that you were, you were little. The Sahabas, they killed 70 in the battlefield. And they took 70 as spoils of war. Captives. Okay? Now, when the companions came to the city of Medina, they have two things in their hands. Okay, they have what? Two things. What is the two things that they have from the Battle of Badr? Al-Ghana'im. The spoils of war, the money, the clothing, the, the horses that they took. They got Ghana'im. And they've got the Asra. And they also have the captives. So Al-Ghanaim are the spoils of war and the Asra are the captives, the 70 that they took. Now the Sahabas don't know what to do with it. What do we do with these captives? What do we do with spoils of war? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gave them an answer for both of those. As for the issue of the, cap, uh, the Ghanaim, Allah explained to them how to distribute it. Good. Okay, what about the Asra, this captive that we have? Allah Taala He told them what to do with this captive that they have. He said, "Ma kana li an yakuna lahu asra hatta yuthkina fil ard turiduna arad al dunya." Allah said, "Kill each and every one of them." They follow the 70 that were killed in the battles. They, they, they take the same ruling. Are you with me, brothers? So a ruling came pertaining to, to both of them. A hukum came regarding what? Both of them. This is, has a sabab. So if we read that ayah, we know the sabab nuzul. The reason why it came down was what? The reason why it came down is in correlation to what the event was. Does that make sense, brothers? Am I making sense? Very good. Ah. Another example is Surah Al-Mujadala. Surah Al-Mujadala. Surah Al-Mujadala, we mentioned the story of Khawla bint Thalaba. 
فانا هزبن اوس بن صامت خاوله بنت ثعلبه was a woman who was married to Aws ibn Samit and her husband Aws ibn Samit said to her you are like my mother's back meaning the way I wouldn't desire my mother and I wouldn't want to do anything with my mother you're like that to me this in the sharia is called dhihar okay it's different from talaq it's called dhihar after a while Aws ibn Samit's anger went he came to who? He came back to his wife, and she said, get away from me. Wallahi, I'm going to take this issue to the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So she ran, and she went to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and she informed him of what happened. And then came down, قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا Surah Al-Mujadala came. Surah Al-Mujadala, it came. So we now know that sababu nuzul, of this surah, the beginning is what? It's regarding the story of Khawla bint Thalaba and her husband Aws ibn Samit radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Surah Al-Tahreem, the beginning. Surah Al-Tahreem, the beginning. Ya ayyuhal nabiyu lima tuharrimu ma ahalla allahu laka. Surah Al-Tahreem. Why is it called Tahreem? The story the scholars mention is that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he used to he used to go past the house of who? His wife, Maria. He would go to her house and the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, she used to have honey. He loved it. So he would go by her even if it wasn't her night. That, that day he would go by to get the honey. And to eat that honey. Ala kulli hal, Aisha and Hafsa were not pleased. They didn't like what was happening. Because they're, they're the wives of the Messenger وسلم, as well. So they can see their day, their day. The Prophet goes by her to eat honey. And the Prophet was a very clean individual. So some of the narrations mention. Hafs Aisha said, the day when he comes to me, I will inform him that the odor and the smell that comes from his mouth is not nice. And Hafsa, you do the same. So when the Prophet came, Aisha said, I don't like the smell that comes from your mouth. And the Messenger as we know, he was very clean. Cleansiness was... So when she said it, he, it took him back. And then Hafsa said it twice. He made a decision, he's not going to have the honey. He said, I'm not going to have this honey. It's haram for me. So when he stopped alayhi salatu salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent that down the story, surah, surah al-tahrim. Are we all together, brothers? Allah is saying to him, Ya you and Nabi, your own prophet of Allah, Lima tuharrimu ma halallahu laka tabtaghi mardati azwajih. Why are you doing this to please your wives? Something Allah made halal for you. Are you with me? This is something Allah permitted for you. And you're, you're making it haram on yourself so you can please them. Huh? Are you with me, brothers? Imagine the one who makes halal that which is haram to please others. Are you with me, brothers? The Messiah doesn't want to do something now that is halal for him. He left it to please his wives. Imagine the one who makes halal that which is haram to please what? To please others around him. Be careful. Then these are examples of sababu nuzul. The reason why 
it came down. We're now going to go into the forms of Sabah Nuzul, Suwar Asbab Nuzul. Okay, we're going to go into the Suwar, the forms of Asbab Nuzul. The Asbab Nuzul has two forms. Asbab Nuzul, it has two forms. In two ways it comes. The first one is, the first one is, an event happens. Okay? A particular event takes place. Something happens. The first one is, an event happens. And then what, when it happens, an ayah comes down in response to this particular event. And the examples for that was all of this I gave you. Are you with me? The issue of Khawla bin Tata'alaba and her husband Aws ibn Samitin happened and then ayah came down. The battle of Badr happened and then the ayah came down. Are you with me brothers? The story of Hafsa and Aisha regarding the Messenger happened. Are you with me brothers? And then the surah came down. That's the first one. The issue happens, the incident takes place and then the surah comes down regarding it. The second one is the messenger is asked a question. He is asked a question. Fatwa. Are you with me? ولذلك العلامة ابن القيم هذا كتاب قد إعلام الموقعين. Are you with me? Are you there, brothers? Are you with me? ابن القيم هذا كتاب قد إعلام الموقعين. This book is big. Within there, there's a chapter where he brings the fatwas of the Messenger the Prophet's verdicts, where he's asked questions and he answers them. How you doing, brothers? We always hear the fatwa of the scholars, right? Al-Allam ibn al-Qayyim, he gathered all of the time somebody came to the Messenger and asked the Messenger a question and he answered it. He put them together. Rahimahullah ta'ala. That's the... We're not talking about hadith now, we're talking about ayat. All the ayats you read in the Quran, yas'alunaka, they are asking you. Yas'alunaka, they are asking you. These are also asbab nuzul. Because they are regarding a question that was put to him. Are you with me, brothers and sisters? I hope you're on the same page with me. The second type is jawab li-su'alin wujjiha It's an answer to a question that was put to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Does that make sense? Crystal clear. Now we're going to move on to the next point, which is which is the way to know Asbab Nuzul. How could we know Asbab Nuzul? How could we know by looking at the narrations and everything? How can we say, okay, this is a Sabab Nuzul? This is the reason of descending, or this is the reason why it came down. How can we know? At-Tariqatu, the way to knowing, the way to know Asbab Nuzul. How to know the Asbab and Nuzul? 
again asbab nuzul la majala lirai fihi it's not based on opinions and it's not based upon independent reasoning that the scholar uses his brains no asbab nuzul is known through text it's known through what textually there's no ijtihadat and scholars striving hard and somebody thinking, you know, this can seem to be like this. No, it's not ijtihad. What is it based on? It's based upon a riwayat al-sahiha. Okay. All of the sababu nuzul, they are, pay attention. You will never find a sababu nuzul that's attributed to the Prophet. The Messenger will never say this is why it came down. Never cross that out, eliminate that. The only way that Sababu Nuzul is known is through the companions. Are you with me? We'll come to the Tabi'in. The way that we know Sababu Nuzul is through who? The companions. Because it's, it's a logical absurdity for the Messenger وسلم, say to, to say to his companions, um, Come here, these spoils of war and these captives that we have. The sababu nuzul is this ayah. No, they can see when the ayah comes down and the issue that was outstanding and the problem that they had, they could see the relationship between it already. That the ayah came down in response to this issue. Are you with me, brothers? So the Messenger wouldn't say to them, This is a sababu nuzul. He wouldn't say that to them. Because they are present and they can see it. Are you with me, brothers? So, at tariqah. The way to reach to knowing Asbab al-Nuzul. So al-Tariqah is a way, al-Musila is to reach in knowing the Asbab al-Nuzul. In knowing the what? Asbab al-Nuzul. So the Sahabas are, are the ones who we know the Asbab al-Nuzul through them. Okay? The Sahabas. Walidalika. When a Sahabi says that this came down on this particular issue or this ayah came down when this incident was outstanding, all of these are considered to be from what? Asbab al-Nuzul. Okay? It's all considered to be from what? Asbab al-Nuzul. And the scholars, they, they take that into consideration. Like if a Sahabi does that, what ruling does it take? It takes as though the Prophet said it. In weight-wise, it takes that. It's, the way you deal with it is the way you deal with a hadith which is marfu'. Meaning you deal with it the way you deal with the statement of a Prophet. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Does that make sense? Because the Sahabas were not liars. And they told you that this came down on this issue. This now the scholars they say is called mawqofu lafzan. It's the wording is attributed to the companions. So wording of the companion. Marfu'uhukman means ruling wise. Uh, so ruling wise, it's like the Prophet said it. 
Okay, ruling wise, like the prophet said it. Hadith marfu is whatever the prophet says, does, do. So if the Sahabi does something like, he says something like this, he says, the Sahabi Nuzul for this ayah is this. We say the Sahabi said it, but we give it the ruling. We give it the what? We give it the ruling of marfu, marfu, marfu. Ayyubian brothers, am I making sense here? So you can't just dismiss it because a companion said it. No, it's hukum marfu now. Does that make sense? The question here is another way that we can affirm sababu nuzul is the second way is it's a tabi'i. The second way is what? Have you guys written this? Yeah? Is a tabi'i. The second way it's a tabi'i. A tabi'i is what? The student of the companions. We will take sababu nuzul from a tabi'i. The scholars, they really discuss what is the ruling of a tabi'i if he tries to submit to us sababu nuzul? What's the ruling? The strongest, inshallah, it's that it's accepted with the following conditions. If a tabi'i transmits for us the information pertaining to a sababu nuzul will accept it with the following conditions. Number one, the con first condition for the tabi'i is antakuna al-ibara sariha. The wording that the tabi'i is using, it has to be clear. It has to be clear. For example, he has to say, This verse is regarding this, 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 this. It has to be clear. Are you with me, brothers? We'll accept it. That's the first condition. That the way he tells us, it has to be clear that he's talking about Sabah Nuzul. So, and takun al-ibaratu sarihatun fi sababiyya. It has to be clear. It can't be like, does he really mean that? No, I don't think he means that. The reason why? Because sometimes the companion might explain something on his own opinion. Are you with me, brothers? We don't want that. We want it to be clear that he's talking about the reason of revelation. Number two. Number two is... And yakun al isnadu sahihan. And yakun al isnadu sahihan. That the chain to this tabi'i is authentic. Okay, of course, it's the same for the companion as well. That this you're attributing to the tabi'i, it has to be authentic. It has to be what? Authentic. It can't be weak. Number three, and Ya'buda Bita Bi'in Akhar. The third one is, and Ya'buda 
he is aided by another tabi. He has to be helped by and supported in this statement of his by another tabi'i meaning another tabi'i is also saying the same okay and rabi'an and the fourth one is an yakuna tabi'i min aimati tafsir And the last one, inshallah ta'ala, is he has to be from the a'immatu tabi'in, a'immatu tafsir. He has to be a tabi'i who is known to be from the scholars of tafsir. And to be from the scholars of tafsir, it means that he is taken from the other companions. When we say a'immatu tafsir, meaning he took from other companions, like Mujahid ibn Jabrinan. Tawus ibn Kaysanan, Abu Aliyat al-Rayahi, and um, Ikrima, and Sa'id ibn Jubayrin, and others. These are A'immatu al-Tafsir. Are you with me? These are what? They are A'immatu al-Tafsir. Because they took the Tafsir from the Sahabas. With these four conditions, with these four conditions, also we'll accept the Tabi'i, we will accept the what? Tabi'i's transmission of reason. Min a'immati tafsir. Yeah? This one. An ya'buda bi tabi'i al-akhar. An ya'buda. I just want to mention the last point before we go for the mock exam. Yeah? You guys excited? Yeah? Some of you guys smiles, Allah Mubarak. That's the spirit. Keep it up. Why? What's the benefit? What's the benefit of learning all of this? What benefit does Sabab Nuzul have? And I'm going to conclude at that point, inshallah ta'ala. the benefits what benefit does a person gain from learning sababu and nuzul the first one is bayanul hikmah you will learn the wisdom the wisdom of the legislation the wisdom behind it and how the sharia is observing the masalih and the mafasid that the sharia is observing the benefits and the harms by studying sabab nuzul you start to learn the wisdom in how the legislation works are you with me brothers inshallah it will become clear in the next points the second one is yu'inu it aids you ala 
aid you and support you ala fahmil murad in understanding the intent behind the verse are you with me brothers example there were some companions who like the companion Uthman ibn Mad'un they went into a house and they started to drink alcohol this was the time of Uthman ibn Affan are you with me brothers and so when they sat down and they drank alcohol Umar heard about it he was like how is that possible so Umar went he sat with them he said hey he said bring them to me they were brought to him he said why are you drinking the alcohol for they said it's, it's in the Quran that we can he said hey where is it Fadl, read it so they recited on him the ayah ليس على الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات جناح فيما طعموا إذا متقوا. It is not upon those who believe in Allah, who come with piety. It doesn't matter what they eat after they've come with that. That's an ayah في كتاب الله. Sorry, Omar solved the issue by saying. No, Sabun Nuzul. He ran back to the Sabah Nuzul. He said, Why? He said, This ayah came down regarding a people who used to drink alcohol with us, who died before the prohibition came and the severe punishment came. And then we asked the Messenger, we said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, our brothers used to drink alcohol with us, who were drinking it and they died before the prohibition. Where are they? This ayah came down. Are you with me, brothers? This ayah came down saying, Your brothers who died before the prohibition, who came with the belief of Allah and the day of judgment, and who were pious, it doesn't matter what they ate. Does that make sense? So, what did he use as a, to explain? Sabun Nuzul. Idan Sabun Nuzul, Yu'inu ala fahmil murad. It gives you understanding of what? Of verses. There are many examples we could give, but we're not going to give now. But that's one of the examples that the scholars bring. The third benefit that it, can, it gives is, that you gain from it is, Taysirul Hifd. Taysirul Hifd. It will help you with memorization. When you know a verse where it came down on and story behind it, what does it do for you, brothers? Like for example, I remember when I studied Surah Al-Tahrim, and my dad, my dad told me the story, oh, it stuck with me. So whenever I read Surah Al-Tahrim, because I know the story and how it went, it was easy for me to what? To keep the understanding. Are you with me, brothers? So when you, as a parent, are making your children memorize the Qur'an, it's always beneficial here and there sometimes to tell them the sabab nuzul of an ayah. Or what the ayah means, because it will stick with the child. And he will remember that story. And so I remember I used to tell that story to everybody I meet. If I was in a little gathering and with young kids, I would always say, can I tell you guys the story of Surah Al-Tahrim? Because I only knew that. So it helps memorization of the surah and it also aids with what? 
it also aids with the understanding as well. That's the most important points that we need to know regarding uh, the issue of Asbab al Nuzul. Um, anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and Shaytan, and Allah is the messenger of free from it. Subhanakallah, bihamdik, ashadu la ilaha illallah, astaghfiruk wa atubu ilayh. So, inshallah ta'ala, now we're going to start the mock exam. It's going to be given out to everyone. Um, it's a very easy mock exam, inshallah ta'ala. It's nothing hard. And then we can discuss the answers, and you can ask me the questions once you finish, inshallah ta'ala. I'm more than happy to discuss it with you. Bi'idhnillahi al-kareem. Go ahead. Mawquf. What did I write? I wrote Mawquf. I did a mistake, yeah. Subhanallah. Fadal. Sorry, sorry. Can you re repeat the question? This is, this is that's hadith, but not because the tabi'i aslan he wasn't there for the event. So his, his statement is talking about what he wasn't there for. If he is hearing from a companion, he, he's not going to state the companion here. It's him saying that this verse came down on this. Oh, no, no, no. It's, all this is without him saying it. We're talking about him independently saying that this ayah came down on this issue. Uh, if he says a companion, then it's a companion issue. It takes us to the first one. It's true, you're right. So this is the issue now. The story, the, the Sabah Nuzul, can it have more than one? Of course. And can a, a ayah come down more than once? Yes, yes it can. So this is, we didn't go too much into the issue of Sabah Nuzul because the whole point is it's just a madkhal, it's an introduction. But there are more signs, so it can come down on many events that were all happening at the same time. They all need an answer. One ayah comes down and it answers all of them. <laughs>